You're listening to Money Minded, your mortgage and real estate news podcast. I'm your host, Randy Vance. Batting cleanup is Heather Lowry, and in the hot corner, it's Joey Only He Can Canaday. Estate planning isn't just for rich folks. Matthew Mohill Esquire is here to talk to us about why creating a trust and planning your estate now might just be the most important thing you do for you and your family. The word of the day is estate, and today is December 16th, 2021. This is Money Minded. So, this is also the last show of the year. This is the last show of the year. Oh my goodness. We can say goodbye to 2021. I'm happy to. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Let's get right into the disclaimer, shall we? Ooh, can't wait. Everyone's favorite thing. Money Minded is a cool way to learn about all things in the financial world from mortgages to investments and real estate and beyond. As a mortgage professional, anytime I'm giving my opinion or advice related to the mortgage world, I'm doing licensed activity, in which case I must disclose my NMLS number 1455628 and my company NMLS number 3240 equal housing lender. For more info, please call 541-385-6112. Now that we've appeased the compliance department and the CFPB, on with the show. I'm getting faster at that. You're so you good. Are. I I, so I want to be the micro machines guy. No, you uh, don't. When I was a child, I always wanted to be able to talk that fast. Seriously? Do you remember the micro machines oh, guy? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Anyone listening to the show probably doesn't remember the, mar- the micro <laughs> machines guy, but he was quite amazing. Let's uh, let's welcome to our show uh, Matthew Mohill. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Do you prefer Matt or Matthew? Matt is fine. Okay. Yeah, All right. pretty easy. Well, uh, long story short, who are you and what are you doing here? Uh, my name is Matt Mohill. I'm an attorney here in Bend. I have a general practice focusing mostly on uh, real estate transactions, business transactions, and some basic estate planning. Why am I here? You invited me. <laughs> Asked and answered, Very, sir. very good. Where did uh, where'd you go to school? I went to uh, Lewis and Clark College in uh, law school mm-hmm. in uh, in Portland, Oregon. Very prestigious law school, I might add. It's a very good law school. Very, very. very. So, um, estate planning. What is it, and why should I? So, there's you know, estate planning is what you want to do with your property, and I always kind of break it up into before, when, and after you die. Right. So what are you going to do with your property before you die? What are you going to do with your property when you die? And when? what do you want to happen to your property after you die? I'm and leaving it to the dogs. Yeah. Uh, hey, th- hey, hey, th- hey. And that's fine. Alpo's good. Um, Can I be so, called a dog? <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a critical uh, like plan mm-hmm. to make sure that you're protecting your property. And there's a lot of ways to protect your property. Um, the most basic thing you can do to protect your property is have a will, mm-hmm. uh, and that really allows you to dictate what happens to your property after you die. Okay, so you're jumping ahead a little bit. Sorry I, about that. No, that's okay. I had let's talk about a living will and why that's important. Yeah, I, I think that's this first step. Uh, is really it's a, a, that's the most basic thing you can do is a living will. A general durable power of an attorney and a excuse me, general durable power of attorney and an advanced directive. And if people don't know what those three things are, you really need to educate yourself on what those are. So a great, you know, a will is going to tell you who you want to be responsible uh, in getting your estate distributed. Right. 
uh, a general durable power of attorney gives a person, whoever you whoever you trust, to distribute or take care of your estate if you're incapacitated uh, and and or need help. And you know your advanced directive says this is what I want to do with my health care decisions. Right. And so those are all part of a basic estate plan. And then it gets more difficult from there. So you start getting more complicated trusts, and, and right. I think, think that's one of the things we're going to focus on. But that's how we generally start is, okay, get a will in someone's hands. Um, what's the difference between a revocable and a non-revocable trust? So really, the it's in the words. So a revocable trust uh, – the settler or the person uh, developing the trust uh, can revoke that trust at any point in time mm-hmm. uh, without permission of anybody and just take their estate back. Right. Uh, an irrevocable trust or a non-revocable uh, is one that can't be revoked. And only in very limited circumstances can you actually revoke it. Uh, it that scenario is when beneficiaries uh, agree to actually have the trust revoked but otherwise it is locked in place your trustee is whoever that you assign as your trustee which could be yourself Mm -hmm. uh and or your spouse and so we often do uh trust an irrevocable trust in one spouse's name and a revocable trust in another spouse's name gotcha and so that does that protect assets uh property um, it, because, you know, we're talking about wills and trusts, and, and honestly, I, I don't know what happens after I die. Does the trust then, the, whoever the trustee of my trust, determine what happens with my property, or does my will do that? And how do they work kind of in tandem? Excellent question. Um, there's purposes for trusts are essentially three or fourfold. Mm-hmm. Probate avoidance which is I don't want to have to go through and probate my entire estate. Money purgatory. Money purgatory. <laughs> uh, number two, um, I'm avoiding creditors, so I don't want people to <laughs> uh, get after my estate. Mm-hmm. And really the third one is for tax purposes. So, And there are limits, um, and really this is where you go see your CPA or your estate tax um, uh, attorney mm-hmm. about what the limits are and what you need. But, yeah, those are the three main purposes of developing a trust. If you're looking at a – if you just want to avoid probate, you're really just going to go with a revocable trust. Mm -hmm. And if you want to avoid creditors and do some tax planning, you're going to use – really a, a irrevocable trust. Right, but not just creditors. What if what if someone was doing work on my property and they fell and and they tried to sue me? It, it also protects against lawsuits, right? It, if it, you have your the creditors, when I say creditors, lawsuits right. are creditors as well. So, those are those creditors sounds like predator. Predator. I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> and, to save you and from predators. Are. So, the, you know, underlying the difference between a revocable and irrevocable trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, revocable trust, really, you're only just doing probate avoidance. Okay. Um, the irrevocable trust, you're doing really probate avoidance along with um, tax concerns. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what happens is the will, if you have a good attorney, mm-hmm. the will pours your estate over into your trust. Right. So you have a situation where 
you're avoiding the probate because everything just automatically transfers to your your trust. That's called a pour-over will. And most people who have trusts, if not all of them, have pour-over wills. And that's how you avoid the probate portion of that. Mm -hmm. Well, that cancels one of the questions I was going to ask you. What's the typical duration of probate? That really depends on the uh, size of the estate. So if you're going through probate, um, if you have a small estate, um, that can take three weeks to a year. Mm -hmm. Um, I said, "Uh -uh. Uh uh-uh. Uh-uh, yeah. Um, And if you have a larger estate, you know, I've had estates go as long as four years. Oh, gosh. And, and it's really just because there's a lot going on. Yeah. A lot to be divided. A lo- and, you know, really. A lot of interest the, to be made. The power of trusts and wills is that it, you're making the decision. You know, you, the, the creator of the trust or you're the will, you're making the decision so that no one else has to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen, we all know that families have there's one greedy one in every family. No. Mm. And so you're going to get the greedy one who says, I deserve this, and I, yeah. I, was, I was promised this. And wills and trusts eliminate the argument amongst kids mm-hmm. and, and other, other issues. So that's it's a really important thing to do uh, with your estate plan yeah. and get that going. Randy, which of your cats is going to be the greedy one? Because I know it's not at the dogs. Chubby. I knew it. Chubbs will get everything. She will get everything. <laughs> uh, I, I do actually have a question just based on personal experience, and I know it's not not on here on the script, but um, you know, when my grandfather passed away some years ago, half a dozen years ago, um, on his hospital deathbed, we created a will, and he wanted to make sure that his girlfriend at the time received, and he didn't have much. You know, he had he had some money in a retirement account, and he had some social security, and he had had a little bit of money in a checking account, and then the house set that he and her lived in, and he wanted to make sure that she received it. Now they weren't married, so that she didn't have any of the protections of being married. Um, but he did have a will, and it was notarized, and he was of sound mind and body when he made this decision, granted, on his deathbed. And somehow one of the greedy uncles in my family um, was able to get past that will and was able to take everything. And oh, I sort of awful. backed out of that whole situation, but I, I know that my grandfather's dying wishes, as he told me, was to make sure that his girlfriend um, was taken care of and that had received all these things. And so we had, you know, a family member who said, nope, I feel like this is deserved to me and came in and took everything. So how does it, how does a will, um, how does a will basically get, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Challenged. So there are a couple of ways to challenge a will, um, you can challenge it based on formalities. Mm-hmm. In other words, you didn't have two witnesses and it was just written down on a piece of paper. There are a bunch of rules that say that you can't actually just write your will out on a piece mm-hmm. of paper and mm-hmm. what you desire, but there's some format. You got to go through some formalities to get there, right. but a, a strong will, two witnesses, some notarization, you know, making sure that the person is of sound mind. Undue influence is probably one of the number one ways to challenge a will. Right. Um, so greedy child um, influenced mom to give me all of this stuff or dad to give mm-hmm. me all of this stuff in the will. And that's – the bar is very high. Right. And, I mean, you basically have to have what they call clear and convincing evidence that there was undue influence. Uh, otherwise, the desires that are on the paper uh, or on the will are – 
that's that's what happens. And right. so, you know, there there are will challenges all the time. Trust do a better job of eliminating those those challenges. Right. And so because you're really talking about a much more thorough piece of paper. Um, and so I, I do want to add just diverging a little bit sure. about one of the things that people should focus on uh, is not just your will or your trust, but your long term care. Um, so looking at long-term care insurance as mm -hmm. part of your estate plan is really important. And it's you don't want to do that when you're on your deathbed or near your deathbed. <laughs> you want to do that like now when you're healthy, yeah. when you can make the decisions and you can invest the money into these plans. Um, I know like Northwestern Mutual does a good job. I know a lot of different life estate and life insurance plans give your spouse or you or your mom or your dad the ability to have care uh, in there as they develop, you know, if they develop a problem. So for, mm -hmm. I'll, for example, you know, my mom has dementia. It's, it's really scary. Yeah. Um, but we have a caregiver that comes in and sees her and that her insurance company pays for it all. And it's great. And so that's, it's one of those things that I encourage people to do. Joey, you had something? I was just going to ask, um, should we go around the room? I had two questions. One, should we go around the room and, and actually name the greediest person in our family? Just oh, since gosh. They won't Danger Will anyway. Robinson. Danger. No. Fantastic. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. No. Fantastic idea. No, my real question Agreed. is this. Is there, for, for people who just want to put together a, a will and a trust, like you're saying, and just for the normal person, What's the general cost? Great question. Can we uh, go down to like Office Max and just pick up a piece uh, of paper? You certainly can. I do not encourage that because okay. you're really not getting all the advice that you need and understand. You, won't, you need to understand what you're doing and what you're putting together. Right. And really only an attorney is going to be able to walk you through that process. Okay. Um, it doesn't mean that you can't be self-taught about trusts uh but it's important to have an attorney i would say cost wise um on the the lowest of low ends uh for a trust a will on a trust you're looking at fifteen hundred dollars oh, that's not bad at all no. um and on the high end they can you know if you want thorough estate plans like you know they can go up to ten thousand dollars sure. for sure so it, it well really worth it. it it's i think at the end i would say that that's accurate a general if you wanted a will a general durable power of attorney um, you're, you know, you're looking at $500. Mm -hmm. So does the will or the trust supersede? So if I, if I die and I've got a will and I've got a trust, which takes precedence? So they, I was talking about pour over wills before right. they, so they, uh, they work in, in tandem with each mm -hmm. other. So in other words, when you pass, you might have some assets that are not in the trust yet. Okay. And so clothing, you know, a bicycle, you know, a car sometimes, Grandma's diamond ring. whatever it might be. Yeah. Generally speaking, if you have a pour over will, it'll just put it all into the trust automatically upon your death. As soon as you die, boom, it goes into the trust. It's all administered through the trust. The trust, you'll see a lot of similar language in the trust that you will see in the will, and it will all be taken care of through the trust. So there's, one doesn't supersede the other. They work in tandem. Gotcha. Random left field question here. Sure. So I die. Uh, the trust in the will says that uh, my wife or my family, someone in my family, gets to keep my real estate assets. Well, let's say there's liens on those assets. Mm. I'm dead, but the lien's still in my name. 
do does my family continue just making those mortgage payments under my dead name or do they refinance into their name that's going to be up to what your lien holder wants to do gotcha um a lot of times they the lien holder might say i want to liquidate you know you're done. I need to do and payable I, now. Do and payable now on death, and you'll you'll see those on certain contracts, mm-hmm. um, mortgage contracts. More often than not, the lien holder is going to say, "As long as you're paying, we don't care." Right. right, and that's that's what they want. They just want to make sure the payments are continuing to come in. A yeah. uh, very serious question: What's your favorite tailgating game? Oh boy! So I know a lot of people that you probably asked this probably yeah. go with cornhole, right? Uh, I was gonna think you're a cornhole okay. guy. So, so I'm, you know, eh, on cornhole. Uh-huh. It's okay. too popular. <laughs> okay. You know, I mean, uh, I, I'll tell. I'm gonna go off the charts here. Okay. I'm gonna say Susie sticks. Susie sticks. What the heck is a Susie stick? Okay, it's one up from Peter sticks. I don't know. Go okay. ahead. Sorry. So Matt. Susie sticks is uh, essentially you put two um, two uh, PVC pipes. Yeah. In the ground, and you throw a frisbee through it, and if you go through the middle, you get three points. If you, they've got uh, plastic cups on the top of them, uh-huh. and if you hit one of those and it drops to the ground, you get a point. If the other team catches the cup as it hits the ground, you don't get a point. Wow! Do you ever play Can Jam? A uh, Can Jam? Well, you and I have a mutual friend who I play with uh-huh. uh, quite a bit, uh, yeah. so I play a lot of Can Jam. I think that's another tailgating game that would be fun. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much for joining us. Please stick around. Um, same question that I ask all of our guests. What's the best way to get in touch with you, and are you taking on new clients? Uh, best way to get in touch with me is my website, which is www.centraloregonlegal.com, uh, or my phone number, 541-280-9462. You can also email me at matt, M-A-T-T, at Mohill, M-O-H-I-L-L dot U-S. All right. Well, well thanks done. so much. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I Tell the guys it. last week, that's how you get that's, out your contact. That's info. how you make it to year three. Yeah. That's how you make it to year three. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the, the the word of the day being estate, I had to look it up in Webster's Dictionary. There's, there's two... Uh, two definitions. Uh, one is uh, an extensive area of land in the country, usually with a large house owned by one person, family, or organization. The other one, which is my favorite one, is defined as all the money and property owned by a particular person, especially at death. That is the correct definition. At death. Yeah, it's final. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. No rising here. No. Um, Heather, do we have a special surprise? I think we do. I think we do. Joey, are you still recording? Uh, I am, but I'm, I'm questioning whether or not I should be. <laughs> Joy to the world, your loan has funded. You may receive your keys. Let every child unpack their room. Mother and father sing, and mother and father sing, and mother and father sing. I don't know how I get the how how you break out mother just like that father just like you just did. You are brilliant. You're amazing. You are brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Thank it, you. you know, and vowels are really hard when you extend the notes as well, especially when there's numerous in between, because mm-hmm. it can sound muddy. It is. But it you was. did a great job. Oh, thank you very Fantastic. much. Fantastic.
I was humming silently. <laughs> Matt, it's time to stay in your lane because it's the Central Oregon Real Estate Update. Matt can come into my lane. It's great. It's good over here. Do you hear the music? I'm on a sleigh ride. Come and join me. Snow. Coming for a sleigh ride? Yeah. Snow is falling. There's blanket of white all over the ground. Uh, but yet. Beautiful. The Central Oregon market is still hot, 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 hot. Ho, 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 ho. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, don't ever let me do that again. That was clearly wrong on many levels. Um, <laughs> this week, the median list price for Deschutes County, Oregon is 725 with the market action index hovering around 8, uh, excuse me, that was in March, 53. Um this is about the same as last month's market action index of 53. Inventory has held steady around 325. 325 units in the county? Yes, sir. That just doesn't seem like enough. It really doesn't, and it won't, especially beginning of the year. Wow. My prediction for next year, and this is cyclical because everybody gets in, they hunker down for Christmas, they're busier than mm -hmm. you know what going out and shopping for Billy the dog, um, their cousin, their third removed cousin, the person that gives you the random gift. So everybody's super busy. Yes. Then they take a break um, between Christmas and New Year's. And then after the New Year, that's when everybody wakes up and goes, you know, our house was just a touch small for that event. Or, you know, it's time for a bigger house. So, you know, next year, it's going to pick up. Okay, awesome. That's my prediction. I love your prediction. And can I just say that I was really glad that you didn't say the S word. <laughs> well, we are currently until the end of December in stabilization. Stabilization. Dang it. Come Dang it. January, things will Matt's be Matt's sitting different. over here saying, man, I want what's in their coffee. <laughs> Trust me, you don't. If you're stabilizing, get a will. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say stagnant, stable. <laughs> True. And now with your Central Oregon Mortgage News, the market giveth and taketh away. 3.18% is the average going rate for a 30-year fixed, 2.54% for a 15-year, and guess what, Joey? Yep, jumbos are still super They're low at 3.08%. 3.08%. Nuts. Everybody keeps talking about how rates are going up, and yeah, they're going up a little bit, but still, for the most part, very cheap, cheap money. Uh, U.S. Treasury Department to stiffen real estate cash deals after billions and billions of dollars have been laundered in 2021. What? Yep, there goes my retirement plan. It's so clean, so clean. Omicron is, or Omicron, however you want to say it, is Omegatron. spreading fear on Wall Street along with uncontrolled inflation. Uh, Fed meeting this week, uh, Wednesday, actually, they announced their plans that they're going to raise the Fed funds rate multiple yep. times in 2022 to combat inflation. Weird. So, in a roundabout way, it's a no gouda for rates. Well, probably be, yes. probably be like three and a half percent. Yeah. In a, in a CNBC poll, more and more Americans see inflation as the biggest risk to their retirement plans. What do you think about that, Matt? I'm scared, but I think it's uh, everyone's plans, if they plan now, will be just fine in the future. Yeah. Nice. And, and just a word to the wise, money laundering, bad. Very bad. <laughs> Making investments in real estate, good. 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 Yes. Good. That's your Money-Minded Mortgage News. And now it's time for my opinion. 
It has been said to combat inflation, one should invest in real estate. 2022 is going to be another double-digit year for home values. Again, just my opinion. For those of you trying to time the market, it's probably best you lower your shields to the brutal reality that home prices are going to keep going up. Be in the market or get out totally. There's no crystal ball that says when or even if we will see a dip in home prices. Just like at the casino, the house always wins. So get off your couch, invest in real estate. There's no timing in the market because the time to be in the market is now. That's just my opinion, but it ought to be yours too. It's so mine too. I'm going to repeat what you just said. Time to get in the market is now, people. Heather's opinion is also the same as Randy's opinion. You know, there are a lot of people out there trying to time the market, thinking, oh, it's going to go down, it's going to go down. No, 2022, another gangbusters year, at least here locally. I think across the nation, we'll probably see somewhere between 7 and 10% um, increases in home values. And I think that the best option is to buy real estate Mm -hmm. and put it in a trust. That's right. Errors and emissions from the last show. I am so happy to report that our host and our co-hostess with the mostest was perfect. However, we are perfect. I feel it. The freshman. Oh dear. And the sophomore. Oh no. Both did a podcast with us and didn't give their phone numbers, their email addresses, or any way to get a hold of them. So as the producer, I just wanted to say if you want to find these guys, good luck. Hey, I just pictured like a, a Game of Thrones shame as they're flogging their own backs. Shame. <laughs> Thanks again to our guest, Mr. Mohill, Mr. Matt Mohill. I learned so much about yeah, trusts and wills and probate. I'm going to call him. Thank you for him. having me. I, I, it's been, uh, this is the first time I've ever done a podcast and uh, you guys made it enjoyable. Fantastic. Well, this is our last show of the year. We'll see you guys in about four weeks. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy Festivus. Happy Festivus. You ready to go uh, air your grievances? Yes. Questions or comments about the show, be sure to email us at info at moneyminded.us. That about wraps it up. Thanks for joining us today, you guys. Jake and Ian can be reached at (laughs) <laughs> Director's mortgage. Long pause. Yes. Long pause. 